0: Hey TYT, I'm Nomi Konst here at the YouTube Spaces, also a New York diner in New York City, uh, where we have the pleasure of speaking with Charles Alexander, who uh, was a longtime Time Inc. Time Magazine uh, writer and editor for 23 years, uh, covered everything from business to science uh, to international editing, and wrote a great piece in the Nation a few weeks ago talking about the purchase of the famous Time Magazine, and he's brought. Several copies that have gotten a lot of attention over the years that probably won't get the same type of uh, reporting with the new owners of Time Inc. So, Charles, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks very much for having me, Nomi.
0: Absolutely. So, w- what does this all mean? I mean, I-, I have to ask the Koch brothers are involved with this deal. Right. They've put $650 million of their own money into this Meredith Inc. deal. Right. But, you know, most. People I know, probably under a certain age, aren't subscribing to Time anymore. They might be reading it online, but they're not, you know, purchasing it and getting it delivered to their homes. Does this even matter?
1: I think so, Nomi. Obviously, Time doesn't have the influence that one has, but there are still 3 million subscribers. Uh, It's still one of the great franchises in journalism, and at least once a year, people... Pay ATTENTION. YOU uh, HELD UP THIS MAGAZINE, THE PERSON OF THE YEAR, uh, THE SILENCE BREAKERS, ASHLEY JUDD AND OTHER WOMEN WHO HAVE COME FORWARD AND TOLD THEIR STORIES OF SEXUAL HARASSMENT. I THINK THIS WAS A VERY GOOD ISSUE AND A VERY GOOD CHOICE. AND, OF COURSE, it, IT MADE THE NEWS BECAUSE OUR PRESIDENT WAS APPARENTLY DISAPPOINTED THAT HE WASN'T GOING TO BE THE PERSON OF THE YEAR FOR THE SECOND YEAR IN A ROW. AND SO HE PREEMPTIVELY PUT OUT A TWEET THAT SAID SOMETHING well, they, they wanted to interview me as a runner-up, but I said I wasn't really interested. So uh, yeah. at least once a year, uh, people do look at Time magazine, and there's still 3 million people who get it in their homes every week. Now, the real danger here is that the Koch brothers will try to have some influence on Time, and they have a lot of money, so they could do a lot with time. Uh, The reason that's disturbing to me is that uh, one of my longtime interests at at time was being environment editor. I'm very much worried about uh, climate change because I have two sons, I have a grandson, I'm worried about the future. Uh, The Koch brothers, while I was editing all these cover stories about climate change, the Koch brothers were helping to finance a campaign of backlash, of disinformation, uh, they poured money toward conservative politicians, conservative think tanks who were putting out this message that there's no such thing as climate change or, or it's nothing to worry about. Um, so really they were kind of fighting against my journalism all those years. Now, in fairness, I should say that the terms of the deal are that the Koch brothers are not going to have a seat on the timing board and will have no editorial influence. They said that in the announcement of this deal. Very few people really believe that, right. that they're gonna spend six hundred and fifty million dollars and get not much from their investment because you know, it's not like the magazine business is the hottest.
0: That's what I was going to say. You're going to be making all this money?
1: In, in <laughs> investments. So all the former editors that I've talked to worry about what's going to happen. So what, what is their long-term uh, goal? Um, with their resources, they could bring time back to its glory days by pouring a bunch of money into it. But they might make time the Fox News of magazine journalism. It could be part of a plan to legitimize the far right wing libertarian uh point of view.
0: But isn't uh, that point of view already legitimized when you have a Republican Congress, Speaker Paul Ryan, who aligns with the libertarian uh libertarian political ideology? And frankly, really you have the Economist. There's a lot of conservative-leaning libertarian, well, and, yeah, and the editorial
1: page of the Wall, Wall Street, Street Journal. Journal. Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: does it? Yeah, it's really
1: certainly nice. legitimate, um, legitimized with about half the American public. But but to take over Time Magazine, um, really, I think, is a step farther toward trying to achieve you know, lasting political dominance. I, I don't think they're going to be able to do that, but the fact that they might try to use my long-time magazine to do that. what What is so disturbing to me is I, I brought along several cover stories to show you. This was the first big environment cover I edited, When Time uh, named Endangered Earth Planet of the Year instead of having a Person of the Year.
0: What was the date on that?
1: That was the first issue of 1989. So that's, and I, and I thought, well it's obvious we have to do something about this. How long, that's 28 years ago. Yeah. It's, uh, it's obvious we have to do something about this. And it was obvious. Everybody agreed we have to do something about climate change. The first President George Bush went to Rio they had a world meeting and they he signed on to the first climate treaty but then all the climate deniers got busy the people like the Koch brothers um, got busy and started financing this contrarian view that climate change is nothing to worry about anyway so we we kept at this over the years Here's another. This, this whole issue is devoted to the environment. And
0: this is in 1997, so. Right. Fast here's one a bit. for
1: 2000.
0: How to save the earth.
1: And here's the last one I did that shows the, uh, the earth as a fried egg and a skillet.
0: April uh, 2001.
1: But all this time, the deniers are putting out their alternative facts mm-hmm. as, we, as we now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call them so. To think that there could be in the future an issue of Time that says, "Never mind, climate change is not that big a deal." Uh, it's just it me nightmares.
0: And let me just read this to you. So this is this is April 9th, two thousand one. This is after Time had merged with AOL.
1: That's right.
0: So big business here. It says global warming. There's you know a, a fried egg on the cover. Climbing temperatures, melting glaciers, rising seas, all over the earth, we're feeling the heat. Why isn't Washington?
1: And it's still the same story. We've been in stalemate.
0: So I, I want to talk a little bit about the the, the the political ideology of time before the Koch brothers, because time was founded by a conservative man, right. Henry Luce. And right. his wife was at one point. Gonna run for president. A lot of people know <laughs> yes, about Claire. Yes, Claire Lewis. Blue Lewis. Floosh, Yes, she was, you know, a screenwriter. Beautiful, fascinating story. If anybody ever wants to look that one up, but uh, Henry Lewis had a conservative viewpoint, and he was not afraid to use it. And, and the way that people are complaining that Steve Bannon uh, used, used Breitbart News and other media figures, Rupert Murdoch uses uh, Fox News, and and the other media tycoons use their news right. outlets. For this isn't new. It's not new in, in that's right. in American uh, society. So why is it that the Koch brothers? How are they different than Henry Luce or even Steve Bannon?
1: I'm I'm not against this because they are they are conservative. Even though I'm I'm very liberal personally, um, I'm against it because they're just denying science. They're mm. denying facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Time magazine invented the system of fact checking you know the new yorker and and all the traditional magazines have armies of fact checkers Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything in the magazine is correct so time has always been based on on accuracy Mm -hmm. yes henry Luce might have his opinions get in the magazine but he couldn't have his own set of facts Mm -hmm. uh you know time magazine and its rival Newsweek have always been truthful publications when you do what the Koch brothers have been doing for 20 years uh, denying science you're going against the facts uh, it's as if you were saying I don't believe in evolution or the earth is flat mm-hmm. when you go against what 98 percent of scientists on earth are saying you're just Creating your own reality, and that's never been what Time Magazine is about. So if if the Koch brothers were would try to do that with Time, it would be a total break with Time's history.
0: There's a generation, uh, millennials, that under the age of 36, overwhelmingly believe that climate change is real, and and it's the number one issue that they're concerned with above economics, jobs, any of the cultural issues, it is climate change. So you see the Koch brothers, who, you know, they're, they're of the baby boomer generation, and it seems like they're desperately trying to influence the public at a time when this generation's coming of age. Uh, do you think that this is, this is just their last attempt to, to penetrate the media? I mean, I don't know how they win them over at this point.
1: I hope it's the last gasp. I mean, we really need to get started seriously working on climate change, and I hope the Koch brothers' generation will pass. The thing is that they have so much money, and there's so much money in the fossil fuel industry, uh, that it's a very hard problem to solve. It's like this huge battleship that you have to turn around, and they are the the fossil fuel industry is so well financed that it's very hard to overcome that that's the big problem with our political system because our our congress has been purchased by fossil fuel money and um, gun manufacturing money and various other sources of money and that's why we are not getting any progress on on several important issues probably the first thing the millennials have to do is fix the system of uh... financing of campaigns mm-hmm. whether it takes a uh... A, a constitutional amendment or whatever it takes uh... it's it's gonna have to happen
0: campaign finances is incredibly important but you know we're sitting here having this conversation on the day that net neutrality was reversed and there, it's undeniable that the internet and the tools that the internet have brought us has really given, you know, I mean, listen, Bernie Sanders was the first candidate, presidential candidate to talk about, major presidential candidate to talk about uh, campaign finance reform publicly. They, he had to be covered talking about campaign finance reform on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News when they didn't want to. It was the first time I knew I could ever talk about those things in the, in the mainstream media. Um, and part of that you know is because of the internet the internet really was what made the bernie sanders campaign go viral also the donald trump campaign <laughs> go viral but it, now it, with it's, the reality, what's it's,
1: it's good for you to bring that up because the danger here is that money can become the dominant force on the internet if companies are allowed to deliver you information at much greater speed if they have the money to pay for that greater speed then once again you have an unlevel playing field and you have the players with the money having the most influence the most power uh, reaching the most eyeballs um, it's 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 a very disturbing trend but my hope is that the um, conservative movement has made a fatal mistake by hitching its wagon to a personality as unstable as donald trump that he's so outrageous that maybe he's going to lead the conservative movement right off the cliff mm-hmm. we we can hope i mean the the republican party as we saw this week is already reach the frontier of outrageousness in Alabama. Alabama elected a Democrat mm-hmm. because the Republicans had gotten so outrageous. So that's that's a hopeful sign. That's that's what we can hope for, that they're just gonna to change metaphors, that they're just gonna overplay their hand mm-hmm. and try to do too much.
0: Speaking of overplaying their hand, you were at a, a climate meeting you know, decades ago where very notable figures got together and talked about climate change. And I think what what I'm shocked by is knowing very well how much time we have left, scientists have really gotten it down as close as possible. I just don't understand why the oil and gas industry hasn't pivoted or these investors haven't pivoted knowing in the end, is it going to make a difference that you, you made profits this quarter when there's going to be no planet or, or the real estate industry is going to fall apart or it's going to cost them more money because the climate is affecting their actual industry?
1: Everybody thinks in the short term. Mm. If you listen to uh, the great environmental writer Bill McKibben, mm. he will tell you you shouldn't be investing in the oil industry because eventually people are going to realize that uh... they can't burn all their oil reserves and suddenly the values of their company is gonna uh, plummet but but people just really think short-term and publicly they pivoted a long time ago i mean uh... many years ago exxon Mobil admitted that uh... global warming was a problem that's why the Koch brothers were so important because while the oil companies could no longer publicly uh, deny climate change, the Koch brothers could finance all these underground think tanks, mm. uh, who would uh, get out the word on websites or whatever through through conservative circles, so that everybody in the conservative bubble still didn't believe in climate change, even though. Exxon mobile admitted there's climate change. Uh.
0: What's so strange to me is that they have spent so much money on brainwashing Americans, and yet you know everything from purchasing magazines like Time to building websites uh, like uh, this isn't the Koch brothers like Breitbart um, that the Fox News empire and only reports on uh, stories that have been published in other conservative publications that they've, they've literally infiltrated state houses and and removed climate change or any sort of right. climate science from from school books yet it's just not working when it comes to the court of public opinion in terms of the generation that's growing maybe, maybe older members but I don't understand I mean is this their I just don't understand how well, this is sustainable at this point they have think tanks and industries and
1: well it goes back to they own Congress. The overwhelming majority of people believe in climate change but nothing happens because Congress has been purchased. The overwhelming majority of people believe that we need to have better regulations on uh, guns Mm -hmm. and that doesn't happen because Congress has been purchased so uh, congress has become a fundamentally corrupt institution and we have to to change that Um, And maybe doug jones is the first victor in the the new era of something different and maybe maybe women are going to lead the way uh... i'm hoping that women are seeing that the traditional conservative male dominated Mm -hmm uh... pro-gun uh... anti abortion viewpoint is just the past that we've got to get beyond and and i'm i'm hoping women are going to lead the way they certainly did in the alabama election and in virginia and new jersey elect special elections and uh, that makes me hopeful and i think the whole backlash against sexual harassment is part of it mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping in the future you're not gonna see a Congress dominated by men who are uh, beholden to the oil industry and the the gun industry and the banking industry and, uh, and
0: think- it's on both sides so you know it's very clear on the Republican side that they're they're beholden to all of these interests. There are some Democrats who are still beholden to the NRA, which baffles me. Yeah. Just a couple. And, um, the and the banking industry, that, that was, was the big one. Right.
1: Let's let's face it, all the money she got from giving speeches to Goldman Sachs did not help Hillary in the election.
0: And it didn't help working class people and especially women who who bear, you know, the, the burden of the economy that we're facing. So Right. In terms of moving Democrats when it comes to to oil money and fracking money because you know even though it is in the Democratic platform that the Democratic Party is against fracking I mean even Hillary Clinton the I think it was a couple of days after the platform was written she went and had a a fundraiser in Colorado with the largest natural gas executive so what is it going to take for these Democrats to be moved on this when it is when this is what they're facing, this is what they were facing 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh,
1: the day when we're speaking, uh, this will be on the internet a few days later. But the day we're speaking is the fifth anniversary of the, the Newtown tragedy, and so you can have, you know, 20 young children just slaughtered, and still no action on gun control. So it's, it's, it's hard to know. I thought that Hurricane Katrina mm-hmm. would make people get serious about climate change. That was back in 2005. I thought Superstorm Sandy might make people. So it's changed. So it's, it's, it's hard to know. Hopefully it be a generational thing. I think the millennial generation, not everybody, because there are some of the millennials who live inside the conservative bubble, mm-hmm. but I think a larger majority of millennials uh... understand the truth of these issues and hopefully the um, the dinosaurs will mm-hmm. die off and the the <laughs> mammals will uh... take over will will uh... bring on a, a new order
0: so I, I, I hate to bring it back down but before we go I, I you mentioned hurricanes and i was just in puerto rico and I did some reporting there um, you know, Naomi Klein writes about disaster capitalism quite exactly.
1: a bit. Exactly. Probably my favorite author.
0: Mine too. Yes. We've got that in common. But she has identified something that, in my mind, even if a generation does come of age, that the the amount of disaster and the effects that this, this, this uh, form of capitalism that, you know, sort of created by capitalism, these natural disasters and economic disasters and then, you know, these parent what, what are they called, the uh, venture vultures. Vultures vulture come in, vulture capitalists come in and um, take advantage of these communities. I don't understand how you come out of that and how it, you know, we're still trying to get out of Reaganomics and it's it's like let's triple down on that now now that we know it doesn't work.
1: We need a Teddy Roosevelt who is actually a Republican but mm. He knew you had to bust up Standard Oil and these big companies. History moves in cycles and I know it's easy for a young person to get very depressed, but back in the 19th century we had terrible child labor in this country. Things were actually a lot worse and things did change. We had a fantastic progressive era in which a lot of laws were passed to uh... create new labor laws outlaw child labor break up the big companies so it 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 can happen Mm -hmm. uh... when enough people are uncomfortable uh... part of the problem is that we're so distracted Um, part of the strategy of the capitalists is to have bread and circuses you know Mm -hmm. have everybody watching football games and uh,
0: Donald Trump tweets <laughs>
1: Donald Trump tweets, 700 cable channels yeah. uh, we're all so distracted that that we're kind of enjoying life and, uh, and playing games on the in on, on your phone is once you buy the phone and you buy your mm-hmm. uh, plan It's pretty cheap entertainment. Well, well, that's
0: not going to happen anymore. So maybe people will get back (laughs) to their roots and start talking to their neighbors and create a revolution by knocking on doors. Yeah, maybe when,
1: (laughs) due to the lack of net neutrality, they make the Internet so expensive that hopefully they will overplay their hand. My parents, they lived through the Depression and World War II, and it doesn't get any worse than that and they came through it and even though it seems like we're in a very dark period um, things will turn around and um, you'll get a chance to be part of building building this new world maybe one day instead of having sarah huckabee sanders uh... stand up there saying everything is wonderful uh... we'll have you at the white house uh, really giving us the real facts instead of alternative facts.
0: Well, we definitely need somebody in the White House giving us actual facts, and hopefully that day will be sooner rather than later. And, you know, on behalf of the Young Turks and our audience, just we're so appreciative of, of the work that you've done over the past several decades, especially around climate science and covering climate change before most people were even covering it and bringing it to the mainstream and 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 really highlighting the crisis that we're facing right now. So Charles, very appreciative.
1: Thank you, it's all for your future and my grandson's future.
0: Cross our fingers we'll be able to get through it without beachfront property in Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.